The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Stop. Stop. What? Stop. What? Be very afraid. Why? Charles. Charles, Australia's about to be destroyed. Oh. It's, everything's over. Oh, everything we've built. Oh, no. Everything we've created. What? Our entire society is its going to... We're going to shrivel and die. You can't leave our listeners on tenderhooks like no. this, Don. Tell us run. what's happening. Don't listen to a podcast. <laughs> run, you fools. Run. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Peter Dutton's just given a speech in the parliament moments ago. Oh, yeah. Before we're recording this. Mm. And he warned that the voice... The voice, Charles, it's, 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 it's coming. The voice is coming for us. It's the most, and I well, quote, the most radical change to, to, to Australia since Federation. Well, I suppose in some ways it's true. Like the, the idea that we would have to listen to Indigenous people. I know. I, mean, like, I know. We have to consult them. Charles, it's, it's uh, oh what he dear. said is it's regressive. It's oh. not progressive. It's, it's regressive. It's regressive. It's going to turn back to the clock to the days when we used to consult Aboriginal people on every decision. <laughs> it's very regressive. That's what he says. And the Prime Minister, he's dividing us, you see. Oh. People have said Peter Dutton's dividing us. He's not. No, no, not no. at all. He's simply setting Aboriginal people against everybody else. <laughs> uh, what Albo is doing mm. is dividing us, you see. Dividing us between racists and not racists. Because the National Anthem, <laughs> the national anthem says... And he said this, made this argument as well. Australians all let us rejoice for we, uh, it was young and free that we made mm. it because uh, it's an old yeah. cultures. We actually acknowledged Aboriginal people and made it one and free because we yes. are one and free. And that's and enough. He, and he's dividing us into yes. people who get uh, get a voice and people who don't because when this goes through, Charles, people like you and me, white people, mm. we won't get any voice in parliament We're, anymore. Well, I've always been sick of not being consulted on Indigenous I mean, issues. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think, when I look at the parliament, and, Charles, and it, I, won't, it won't just exclude me. It'll exclude people like Tony Abbott, who, after all, used to be the Indigenous Affairs Minister. Yeah, Prime so Minister for it, Indigenous it, Affairs, I believe. It's it actually it's actually excluding experts on Indigenous things, like I mean, Tony Abbott. When I look at the Parliament, Charles, now, when I look at the people in there representing me, yes. I see a few people who don't look like me. I see people who mm. aren't white men. Yes. Um, increasingly, there's is there a dozen, maybe 20 mm. of them in there now? And this is divisive. Yes, it's very divisive. You know what Peter Dutton's going to have to do? What's he going to have to do? He's going to have to seek sanctuary in, in the ABC so that he doesn't run into... <laughs> Any non-white people. He could. <laughs> yeah. I can't comment on that for reasons of other work that I do. But no, look, this is terrifying. Look what he says. Um, let me tell you. It's a reckless roll of the dice. Mm. And once it's in the Constitution, you can't, can't, you can't take it out. Oh, really? There has to be a voice. Admittedly, legislation mm. could say that the voice was like one guy. Yes. Um, you can make it whatever you want. You've just got to have a thing called the voice to parliament. But I'm mm. still, I'm very scared. But <laughs> okay. also, they, they had this process of consultation, right, that mm. looked at the proposal for the referendum. And Peter Dutton called it a 4.5-day committee, a kangaroo court mm. led by a government that never wanted to entertain cha- changes to its bill. Charles, the kangaroos are running the country now. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> 
I just thought I thought the voice was. I mean, Julian Lisa helped design this thing. Yes, right? Julian Lisa is the most conservative person on the Constitution in the Parliament. Yes, he helped design this, right? Yes, so, but, but but apparently even even he is mm. a radical now. But do you think maybe you're misinterpreting it? Like it's only been minutes since Peter Dutton said that. Yeah, this is Ma- this is hot off the page. You know, hot off the, the Hansard pages. Maybe maybe the thing is that when Peter Dutton said this thing is regressive, the mm. voice is regressive he was actually praising the voice like saying oh this think? is this is think? going back to the old days of, oh. of regressiveness do you see what i mean like because you, you can't just take peter dutton his sort of attitude yeah, oh. is so different to ours that maybe what he was and the idea that we should be scared of it because maybe you know even the idea that it divides australia maybe he's sort of going isn't that great Divides of Australia. That's an interesting point. I mean, yeah. uh, this is the man who previously warned about uh, African gangs in Melbourne. Yes. Uh, dividing everybody. And yes. He wasn't being divisive. He was just warning about a particular racial group. Group, yes. Yeah, for, it was just being helpful. No, really. just very helpful. Uh, but look, following following mm. Peter Dutton's comments, Linda Burney, uh, the Indigenous Australians Minister. Mm. Uh, who presumably Peter Dutton doesn't want to listen got to. Up, got up and spoke. She blasted Peter Dutton, according to The Guardian, for spreading, and I quote, misinformation and scare campaigns. Mm. about the Indigenous voice. Uh, she said, well, we've just heard in one speech every bit of disinformation, misinformation and scare campaigns that exist in this debate. Now, Can wouldn't I- it be better if we didn't have to listen to, to things? If we just listened to Peter Dutton without yes. an Indigenous person getting up and talking about yes. Indigenous rights. I mean, See, because the thing that spoiled it was not Peter Dutton's comments. Yeah. It was the fact that then he was called out about He was called comments. out about it yes. straight away. Yeah. Is that what it's going to be like? It's going to be like that. Be like, you can't you can get up and say something. You can have lippy indigenous people. You can't just <laughs> You can't just get up and, and, and make false statements about about a referendum mm. without immediately being called out by an indigenous, indigenous oh, affairs minister. I mean, it's just outrageous. Imagine all the half-truths and mistruths that you won't be able to spread anymore. I mean... Oh, Charles, I'm just very worried. I'm just worried because for, for for centuries, our mm. government and the yes, executive—it's been you know, fine. They've been able to make laws about people without yes. having to face up to them. And no one, no one's out there going, "Oh, look, we've we stuffed up. Things have gone wrong with First Nations people." I think everyone agrees that we've done a tip-top job oh, over the last 220 years. Oh, that's what the voice yeah. will say. I think the voice yeah. will just say, "Thank you, yeah, Why just, uh, thank you for an incredibly yeah. kind." That's um, why they want the voice. Yeah, just to say thanks. To just to, to be grateful. Thanks for the life expectancy <laughs> you've given us. Thanks mm. for the amazing economic mm. uh, benefits yeah. that we've had. Thanks for always honouring our culture. And too. listening. And, and listening. listening. Yeah. yeah. The voice is just going to give us a bunch of flowers. <laughs> yes. The rest of the uh, so, but what, what like, next, Charles? I mean, if, if this voice gets up, if this Peter Dutton is ignored, mm, if, the, if we if yes. we at our peril ignore Peter Dutton's solemn oh, warning, it, are we going to have to, you know, have an, an, an impact statement for every yeah. piece of environmental legislation that's going to be put through? It's, it's the thin end of the week. Are we going to have it? to look at consequences every yes. time we have a big radical change? That's right. Like everything. I mean, this, this is not, not just environment and indigenous issues, mm. but, but basically everything. I mean, you'd have to sort of, every time you hand out a government contract, you'd have to make make sure it wasn't corrupt under that. Yeah, no, I understand PwC's handling that process. Okay. Oh, they've got a tender in. It's more expensive than the other tenders, but I think it's going to get up somehow. I don't really know how. Um, So it's it's very scary. It's very radical. Um, I just want to know... What, what's going to happen? I mean, well, can Peter Dutton save us, particularly when he's so unpopular? Let's have a look at the history of scare campaigns in Australia over okay. the last 30 years. Oh, this will be terrifying. Every single time 
anyone runs a scare campaign, they win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, not, I can think of but one name, exception. Name one. I can name, name one. one. I can name one. Name one. I can name one. Same-sex marriage. Do you remember, was it? Um, and Charles, we were warned during the same-sex marriage debate by former Senator Eric Abetz. If this was going to get up, Charles, it would be a slippery slope and the next step would be people marrying bridges. Yes. And I must say that has been the biggest disappointment of the last decade is that we got this gay marriage stuff in and then we didn't get to see any bridge marriages, which I was really looking forward to. I was thinking, you know, that's, you know, not every day you go to a wedding where somebody's marrying a bridge. Like, that would have been really fun. Well, Charles, it's true. I mean, I've I've been looking for years to leave my wife um, <laughs> for the Anzac Bridge. I don't know whether you know. It, it's, oh, it's beautiful It's bridge. taut cables. Yes. The taut cables taut are just ca- stunning. Very, very, very long. It's got curves in all the right yes. places. But, but have you seen what they've done to the Anzac Bridge just in the last couple of oh, days? Oh, they're putting up the, yeah, yeah they're the putting, signage. Yeah, they're putting up signage on the road so that big trucks will now get stuck under the signs. Makes it a little hotter. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, big they're trucks just bedecking. Ca- they're just bedecking the bridge for my nuptials. Big trucks can't even fit. Or maybe, maybe, it's to, maybe it's a dishy little footbridge <laughs> would have been a better option. I mean, of all that, that was an ex- so that yeah. scare campaign didn't work in the end. And the people of Australia well, overwhelmingly endorsed same sex marriage. That is true. But so what was different? Why did that work? Was it because it was just a palpably stupid campaign that, that nobody believed because nobody. I mean, trusts the Liberal Party. The anymore, problem was that there were no arguments against it. The problem, the problem was, that, as I recall, that whenever someone made an argument saying that same-sex marriage would would ruin everything, it was just stupid. Mm. They wasn't convincing at all. They yes. just given well, uh, there, unless you found gay people terrifying, there was nothing really to to argue. Are there convincing arguments against the go- the voice? Like, is, is there something? Like what are what are the arguments against the voice? Well, it seems to be Charles. The main thing is. It's one of these things that that uh, the right like to do as a very clever piece of rhetorical judo. Mm. Like, well, you and, and it's, it's kind of the Karl Rove thing, oh, yeah. where you argue that instead of achieving the thing that you're going to achieve, it will achieve the opposite. So, ah, yes. the, the, the arguments in favour of the voice is that it mm. will it will create equality and uh, kind of redress the the appallingness of. Um, colonisation, you know, or, com- or coming up and be, just grabbing a country, right? It'll just be a first step yes, along it, that way. It'll be yeah. a first step to actually making uh, mm. First Nations people more equal. Because you can't you can't do things, you know, like it, the whole idea is nothing without – what is it? Nothing about us without us. Nothing about us without us because then, you know, the history of Australia is we keep making these laws – about Indigenous people without actually consulting them. I mean, when's that ever happened except for the NT intervention and a million? Yeah. I, so, so there's that. Um, mm. And it's important to note that it's just about asking. This is the, this is the thing. It's not like there's a veto. It's not like but there's no, no, a treaty. But, okay, I get all the uh, yeah. thing in favour. What's the argument against? Well, this is what I'm saying about how they use the, the logic against the point. So it's meant to be about promoting equality, right, to yeah. raise up First Nations and, people. And they're saying it will destroy equality because right now we have equal rights in, in front of the law. Mm. But once the voice gets up, a certain group of Australians will be allowed to have a voice to parliament and the rest mm. of us... But what about parliamentarians? They've already got a voice to parliament. Like, 
I didn't say it was a good argument. <laughs> I just said that's the logic so wait a that they're using. By their logic, MPs shouldn't also have a voice to parliament because that's prioritising MPs actually, above other people. That's true. That's true. When when Peter well, Dutton speaks to parliament, yes. he, he, he gets a, a biased, yes. unfair, unequal voice unequal. I don't have. Uh, look, and I support anything that prevents Peter Dutton from having a voice to parliament, I would support. <laughs> so in some ways, I mean, maybe we need a sort of radical restructure. You want to do it Athenian style. Get rid of parliamentary Where everyone politics. Just, everyone gets up in an assembly. I mean, by oh, everyone yeah. we mean all the men. But yeah. let's say we had a modern version of that. All citizens assembled and just we all got to speak. Mm. And New Zealanders or not New Zealanders? Nah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, Charles, let's be clear. This is not a slippery slope to a voice for New Zealanders, okay? <laughs> it's only for First Nations members. We're not well, going to have an, a, a Kiwi look, voice. I think that, that that is what the people are fearing. I think that... What the government now has to do and, and the pro-voice campaign has to do is pivot all their ads away from all that. I don't know whether you've seen them, but they're sort of very cheesy, warm, fun, you know, positive ads, right, and instead run a reassurance campaign that New Zealanders are not going to get a voice. That's, that's good. Because yeah. you know what's going to happen, Charles? Yeah. If this gets up, if the voice gets up, it's a slippery slope. Yes. It's the same as Corey Bernardi warned us. We're going to have a voice for Bridges. Before long, but bridges are going to get a voice in Parliament representing oh, their imagine position. That, imagine how boring a you know speech from a bridge oh, would be. It'd be very oh, tedious. I'd be like, oh, I've got some, I've got some bolts. I've got some I've got strain in my steel. <laughs> and then only after yeah, that, to be clear, ten, the tensile strength of my cables <laughs> are, is not what it used to be. To be clear, to be clear. It is only after that voice for Bridges was legislated that we would think about a voice for New Zealanders, <laughs> right? That's, let's get no, the priorities clear. No, we would never think it. Uh, like I think, I think that's a real risk. Is if yeah, like we, let's hope that nobody listens to this podcast from the no camp. Oh yeah, because imagine if they ran a scare campaign mm. against a voice for New Zealanders. See, I just think if you're going to look at minority like, groups, in, like saying that that was where it was going to end yeah. up, yeah, yeah, the whole of Australia, argument. yeah, would just turn against it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. I mean, if we're giving minority groups, and I hope they're a minority group, I don't mm. actually know anymore, but I hope they are. Who? Who when's there going to be a voice for racists? When's there going to be yes. a chance that when a well, policy is suggested... A racist gets to get up and, and make a false statement well, that, about it. It's Pauline Hanson. She's, she's, she, she already has a voice to parliament. Oh, and, and Mark Latham's in, mm, the, in, in Not that we're calling them racist because we would want to sue. It's no, just, no, they're definitely racist. That's just a thing that's been said <laughs> by people who've looked at what they've uh, what their words have, have added up to and have concluded that they're racist. Sure, Dom, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not that it. they're racist. Yeah, no. Nah. It's, it's just that if you follow their arguments, you dislike certain races. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't want to call them racist. That would be that would be prejudiced of me, wouldn't it? 
It no, it wouldn't. No. It'd be based on the sum total of their of their output. Um, it hasn't been the most edifying debate so far, has it, Charles? I mean, we th- we thought initially at the start of this there was a chance that Peter Dutton would actually engage in the substance of the debate from a position of actually wanting did you reconciliation. No, did you really? I, that was did how it anyone looked. really? That was how it looked no. for a little while. That's what Jul- Julian Lisa, I think, probably expected to happen. Yeah, well, he's an idiot then. <laughs> <laughs> No one thought Peter did. But the guy who wanted to stop the boats and talked about African gangs and who used to be a Queensland cop was going to turn around and and lead a civil rights movement for First Nations people. The guy who who left Parliament (laughs) during the the apology. Yeah, yeah. And and to be clear, Charles, in hindsight, Mm. it's not because he didn't agree with saying sorry. It's because he wasn't. He was worried it wasn't going to be practical enough to help people. First Nations people in need. Remember that? Remember yeah, that but isn't that his exact same argument about the voice, that it's not practical enough? Yeah. And look, to be fair, to be pe- mm. fair to Peter Dutton, it must have been so – can you imagine how upsetting it was for Peter for the nine years that his government, he was in government, mm. on the government benches as a senior minister? Unable to. Unable to help, unable to achieve yes. practical outcomes. Yes. He was just – Every day went to Parliament thinking, how can I just muck in and yeah. make outcomes better for First Nations people? And he was stymied in that, Charles, stymied. Yes, yes. well, the thing that really needs to happen is clearly nothing. Needs. I mean, that's Peter Dutton's answer. Like, we've got this terrible problem, so the current proposal should not happen. I don't, because think, I don't think he wants nothing to happen. I think he wants the people of Australia to just rise up oh, yeah. and spontaneously put him in in government because oh, okay. if you, if that doesn't happen quickly, I mean, if basically mm. the, the, the stakes are high for Peter Dutton. Yes. If the people of Australia don't take to the streets in their millions and mm. demanding a Dutton government overnight, yes. he's going to get knifed by uh, one of his colleagues, isn't he? <laughs> he's true. not going to last till the election at this rate. Oh, you reckon? No. But what if he triumphantly prevents the voice from happening? Like what, what if he leads a successful – or do you think that it's just not going to happen? Well, I don't know. It's true. If, if, if he manages to get the no case over the line, that'll stave them off for a little while. But the polls mm. aren't going to improve. Yeah. People aren't going to suddenly like him because he stopped the voice. Because mm. the voice is going to get – isn't the voice going to get a majority nationally? Mm. Um, it's just a question of the, the small states. Mm. I mean, we're just getting serious now rather than looking. I'm very scared, Charles. Remember when I was very scared? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're scared about... Um, I'm very scared. I've got to maintain the, the same character throughout the course <laughs> of an episode. Um, yeah, uh, look, uh, I don't know. I mean, like... But imagine his satisfaction, Charles. Imagine Peter Dutton's satisfaction if uh, if he if he prevails, if the referendum fails, if, if the answer is no, no voice, uh, to be able to just get up the day after the referendum and just... just Think about just the, the slight possibility of listening to First Nations people, just mm. oh, consoling them and being able, I mean, say, being able to say, being able to say, I stopped that. <laughs> I'm the one. Like he's going to get a little oh, statue like Scott Morrison's little boat, you know, he's going to yes. have a little statue of First Nations people and, and yes. go, I stopped their I voice. I stopped their voice mm. them from speaking. But we're going to listen to these people wow. at one point, but ah, I stopped it. Geez. I mean, he could probably retire then, couldn't he? Job done. Yeah, job done. Job done. He doesn't need to be Prime Minister as long as he can I hope he understands stop. that because it seems very <laughs> unlikely to happen. <laughs> but uh, look, look, just getting back to the, the fear, I think you're right. I think we need Peter Dutton to be, I don't know whether there's some sort of constitution, maybe we can change the constitution to make it happen, that he gets drafted into the Prime mm. Minister to, to oh, stop this they've done it before. terribly scary thing. They did it with Whitlam and Fraser. They had, a, I mean, the Governor-General could jump in and make it happen. Because I'm thinking I think Australia will be divided. I think bridges kept, will keep on being married. I know. Uh, I think Indigenous people 
will feel more respected. I mean, they're just terrible things I mean, will happen. It's not quite heading in that direction given Stan Grant's just left <laughs> a public life yeah. because he's been hounded out of it by racists. Mm. So there is that thing that's happened. Yeah. So there's no, even if the voice gets up, there's not much danger, I think, of an, out, an outpouring of respect and affection mm. for First Nations people that hasn't happened before. I think it's still going to be the same Australia, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. you're right. We'll just. Uh, I, I know it's. I that might seem a bit bleak, but it's just poor Stan <laughs> Grant. Why? Have you have you read his articles? Like they're just uh, so. You just feel so sorry for all that his family's been through, and that's the trap, Charles. That they want you to feel guilty. Now, my understanding is a lot of the the sort of you know fever pitch criticism of Stan Grant came after his appearance. On the coronation mm. stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, he, we, he, he so did actually, it was really inappropriate what he did. Well, he outlined the history. He made the point that there were people here before the royal family grabbed it and that there was trauma resulting <sighs> from that act. I know. What Fuck. a day. What a downer. Oh, you, can, you can see why none of the ABC management backed him in. What a downer. Sort of controversial. Can you imagine, like, it's the biggest party for King Charles III and this guy just getting up going, oh, we were here first. Books. Yeah. Bit, bit awkward. I mean, I know it's been nice for you, Charles, but for <laughs> us it was kind of tra- multi-generational trauma. Pick another day, Stan. Pick another day. It was the king's party. <laughs> It's become a bit bleak again, this podcast, hasn't it? It's a little bit yeah, like... there was a period in about 2020 and 2021 where we got really bleak for it a It got very depressing. got very, very depressing. Mm. We're back there. We're back I don't know, there. I don't know I, why. It's just pondering race relations in Australia somehow, yeah. Charles. Has, uh, it's, just, it's, it's just lowered not, the mood. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well... Um, when the voice gets up, we'll allow ourselves, uh, if it gets up, we'll allow ourselves a, a, a moment of, yeah, a moment of just actually thinking, yeah. I mean, Stan Grant will probably might have come back by then. But mm. so, who will whose voice will even be listened to? Because the, whoever is in the voice, whoever actually is is the voice to Parliament, whoever which, whichever group gets to make those representations, mm. they better have thick skins. Because oh my god, yeah. they're going to come for them, aren't they? You New, know, News Corp's going to shit on them from a great height. Whoever I won- they are. Well, I wonder whether because Peter Dutton's going to be sort of out of a job. Basically, is what you're saying. Mm. Maybe he should. Represent Indigenous. That's people. well, Tony Abbott style. I mean, he Tony Abbott could do yeah. it as well. Tony Abbott yes. could be the voice to Parliament. It could be, it could be Tony and Peter. Because Peter Dutton, if you listen to what he says, he yes. says he's gone and talked to a lot of First Nations yes, people. Yes, he talked to somebody. The country. He talked and to one. When pressed, when pressed to say who it was, <laughs> the details have been scant. Yeah. But he's met. Oh, he's definitely met some Indigenous person somewhere. Yeah. Who said no, and that he's really clung to that no. So there you go. <laughs> that's uh, that's. We've all wanted to know what the model's going to be. It's Peter Dutton and Tony Abbott. I love it. Okay. Unless we've resolved that. Our gear is from Rowe. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. And, and tomorrow we've got an upbeat episode. About the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> About the scourge of Nazis in Victoria. Catch you then. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.